There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello and welcome back to the Prep to Pro NBA Draft Podcast. My name is Ben Pfeiffer and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Max Carlin. Max, how's it going? I'm doing all right, Ben. How are you? Um, I'm doing all right. Um, I'm excited for today's episode. I think it's going to be a good one. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball will soon be in full swing and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit BetOnline.ag to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back sports bonuses. Bet online, your on your online wagering experts. Yeah, so a while back we did uh, median outcome boards. So what are, what our boards would look like if we were simply ranking guys off of a median outcome. You can go uh, back in the old episodes and find that. Today we're doing something that was uh, requested at the time, uh, which is ceiling outcome boards. So we're ranking our top thirty prospects based on their ceilings. Uh, before we get started with that, I just wanted to mention that the NBA's uh, new COVID-friendly version of the Combine started today. We're recording this on September 28th. Uh, it's going to extend, I believe, through October 16th. Um, we don't know what we're going to do to cover that yet, but I'm sure we'll talk about it if any notable measurements or anything come out. Uh, I know Lamelo and Killian are both going to be participating a lot of the top guys aren't but those two are so and those are some guys that their measurements will actually be pretty interesting on them i'm definitely excited to see an official killian uh height and wingspan um but yeah i mean i don't think there's much to say yet on that uh i think today was just the start of zoom interviews so yeah um so without anything else uh let's start with these ceiling outcome boards Ben mentioned right before we started recording that he has a one-person top tier. Uh, I have a four-person top tier. Um, My top tier is guys that I think have sort of primary creator equity. Um, However, I don't think any of them are like truly elite ones talking like best player in the league or even maybe even... um, like MVP candidate types. I don't, I don't even think any of these guys at their ceilings can be that. Um, maybe there's some disagreement on that. Ben, what's the the description of your top tier? Yeah, my description of the top tier is like, I don't think, I mean, I'll just, I have LaMelo alone in his top tier, as you probably expected. Um, I mean, I don't believe he has MVP type ceiling as a creator. I, I agree with you there, but I think he's got, you know, 
pretty high-end creator upside, higher than anybody else by enough of a margin where I felt comfortable leaving him alone in his own tier. Though I did, though I definitely did consider loping him into tier one. Um, I debated I debated that for you know I, I I debated that with myself for a little bit. Ultimately, I just see the ceiling with him being higher than than anybody else in this class, like by enough of a margin as a creator. You know, as you know, just given the importance of, of primary creation, that I thought it was enough to keep him alone in his own tier. I strongly considered putting him in his own tier. He's at the top of my first tier. Um, but I I decided not to because I don't think that once you're out of that range of sort of like best player in the league caliber guys that the distinction really matters. Uh, and the reason I don't think Lamelo can really get there is because if you're, you're talking a ceiling situation, so I'm guessing his core has been thoroughly developed, which has fixed uh, his jump shot to an extent, his finishing issues to an extent. Um, but even then I don't think that there's really a chance that LaMelo is one, a super high efficiency jump shooter. I think that the hope at his ceiling and or what what is realized at his ceiling is that he's good enough to threaten a defense. Um, and that he, he, I mean, I think significant volume, uh, will be there, but I don't think that the percentages will really be there to, to, um, uh, be the bedrock of really efficient scoring. I think that his, even with improved, uh, core strength and, and coming with that improved balance, I don't think that he is going to be a particularly good finisher. It's just a matter of getting to a, a non-disastrous level, I think, uh, because I think that he's always going to be contact averse. Uh, I think that he's, I don't, I'm not even sure he's really ever going to get to the rim at that high of, an, of a level, but I think that the contact aversion is definitely something that's really, really, really hard to develop out of someone's game, uh, even with improved balance. So I don't think that he's ever going to be an exceptional finisher. I think he's always going to have uh, shot selection issues, just I I don't at the end of the day don't buy him as a really high level efficiency scorer. I think that the volume could certainly be there and it could be there enough uh, to allow the passing to be really crazy. Um, but I just don't buy him as an elite level scorer, and so I do, I buy him as more of a sort of second tier guy in the league, even at, even at a ceiling. And I didn't feel a need to to distinguish him from the other guys in tier one, even though I do have him number one in tier one. Yeah, ultimately, I think like the main disagreement would be part partly. I think the volume is probably going to be enough to to put him up there, and also I believe that you know like with the volume with the passing, I I think it's going to be enough, um, and I think that like there is enough of a distinct a, a separation between him and the next couple guys. I have like a bigger tier two, though I think there's like a little bit of a separation in it, like where I didn't see to make enough of a. Like like a new tier, um, I do think he's gonna have enough enough self creation to 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 separate himself meaningfully from the rest meaningfully from the rest of the guys in you know th- that I consider to put him in tier one with even if it's not like you know the the top the top top level of creators in the NBA ceiling which I don't think he has that ceiling that's realistic you know of the, the top top level creators in the league but I mean I just believe him. The passing, I think there's enough, you know, assuming at his ceiling, like you said, the core, I think, fixes a lot of the jump shot. He, I mean, he, he doesn't even need to get at, get to, you know, like a 30, 38, 39%. I don't think he will. I don't think he ever will get there. I mean, I think like 35, 36, 37 even is enough um, to really be valued, to really be like super, super deadly um, at that ceiling. Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably never going to be a crazy at rim guy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, just where his burst ends up, you know, like in his career. Cause I think it's better than 
you know, like I think it's better than you think, but I do think like the core strength is a huge issue, a huge inhibitor there. I mean, just gets bumped off his spot so, so easily. You know, it, it, it's really bad. Absolutely. But, you know, assuming that's, that's fixed, I have some faith in him being able to get to the rim, whether or not he can finish. I, I agree that I think he's always going to have finishing issues with the contact diversion. I don't know how vertically explosive he can really, he can, he can really get, um, you know, and, and that's another point. And then I think defensively at, at his ceiling, he can be non-disaster. Like he can be fine. I mean, oh, I think at his ceiling, yeah, he, he can be, be good. A, he could be a like solid plus. Yeah. I mean, I, I think mean, he could be fine as an individual guy and pretty damn valuable off yeah. the ball. Yeah. I mean, and that's also part of my consideration here because like the strength and, you know, some, some plenty of technical and mechanical improvement defensively combined with his, you know, natural brilliance, I think is a really enticing, like two becomes a really enticing two way prospect in a way that a lot of these like guys aren't. Or in, uh, I, for me, the the other guys in this tier are they're not, they're they're all very enticing. No, I was guys. thinking like like the second tier of like initiators in the NBA now, uh-huh, like okay. like the Trey Youngs, like like Trey Youngs never going to be anything on defense. Booker's probably never more than like fine. Yeah, but the, I mean the counterpoint to that though is that the best players in the NBA are you know delivering impact on both ends like they yeah. they all are, or at the very least they're like non-disastrous on defense through uh you know like competent team play or, or yeah and i don't expect lamelli to get to that to, to get there anyway but I, I mean like i said i expect him to be like like at a ceiling i expect him to be quite good defensively which i mean i think raises him above a lot of those guys i mean just like being taller like he taller and longer and he's and he's hopefully going to have somewhat of a competent strength base, um, and you know just be able to hang there like on the ball, like you said, should be pretty impactful as a team defender. You know, I don't know if he ever gets going to get the level of you know Achilles and Hayes ceiling. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about very soon, but like I think he can be very good there. So, should we move on to number two? Yeah. So sure. the first in your second tier. What's your second tier classified oh, so as? My second tier is like secondary creator slash like high impact um it, it's mostly guys with the secondary creator high impact so some high impact defense um plus one exception so i have well so my next three are killian hayes isaac okoro and anthony edwards and i pretty and i pretty and i strong like there's like i, I have three more in tier two but like there's like a a mini gap there between the next three and then the next three i have are maxi poku and devin Vassell. So we spend uh, way too much time talking to each other because uh, two through four for me still in that first tier are Killian, Okoro, and Ant in that order. Um, so I guess let's let's start with Killian. Uh, so at at his ceiling, I think you're talking about an all defense guard for sure. Uh, I think he he's a guy who could be probably not in that top level of on ball guard defenders or individual guard defenders. Um, Certainly, but, I think the top level but, are team defenders. Yeah, but but near near that level on an individual basis, and certainly at that level uh, on a team basis. And I think that the overall defensive package could be uh, just truly one of the best defensive guards in the league. And that depends on on situation and how he's deployed. But we're talking about ceilings here. I think ceiling. You're talking about an all defense guard, um, maybe a uniquely valuable one, just because of his size. Uh, I think that's definitely possible uh, at his ceiling. And then offensively, I think you're talking about a guy here who hits a level as a jump shooter that's high enough for him to be creating for himself, 
that he continues to learn how to leverage that threat to create advantages, that he continues to expand on um, his improvements athletically. Uh, I think that there's, there's probably some development of offhand finishing. Uh, I think it's probably not that realistic that he becomes a guy who's slinging right-handed skip passes, but I, but you're some some degree of offhand finishing I think can definitely be there. So you're I think you're just talking about a guy who can pretty competently score with pretty solid efficiency from all three levels. I think the volume will never be there. I think late game creation will probably not be there because I think he'll just be lacking in counters. I think that like he'll always obviously have uh, the step back three uh, or step back jumper in general, but I think he will be lacking in counters if people really sit on that. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it's a guy. He's a guy who, with his size, I think he'll be able to score efficiently from three levels uh, on kind of modest va- uh, volume for a guy who will be a ball handler. And then I think you're looking at one of the better passers in the league, um, a guy who can who has creativity and boldness, um, makes impeccable reads, has incredible vision, can really capitalize on his size as a lead guard. Uh, and I think he, I think that his ceiling is is. Lower than Lamelo's, but but somewhat comparable in that idea of like he is a a lead one of your lead guys, probably like a one B. Um, I think that that you know you're you're going to need someone else who's really good if you want to compete with a team built around one of these guys. But uh, they could probably be in the in the vicinity of of the best player um, on a really good team at the, at their absolute ceilings. Yeah, I think some people will be surprised with both of our inclusions with of Killian at two on the ceiling board when you know, he's often considered, I think, is safer by some. I mean, that this shouldn't come as much as a surprise if you listen to our episode last week or the week before. I don't remember, you know, on everything Killian Hayes with with, with PD Webb, where we kind of fully broke down the the misconceptions surrounding Killian Hayes' ceiling. But I definitely agree with you there. I think his ceiling as a self-creator, is meaningfully lower than, than LaMelo's. And that's kind of why I, I didn't have him in the same tier or LaMelo's in the, the same tier. I Like you said, I, I worry about the volume being volume being there as as a self-creator. I just worry about him getting to the same level as, as LaMelo, you know, as, as, as a space creator, as an advantage creator. As, I mean, he's not the same level as a passer. Um, I think he could be better as a shooter, on probably better efficiency-wise on lower volume. Um, I'd, I'd project for Killian Hayes. I'm, I'm curious about uh, about range expansion as another point for, for Killian because he's expanded his range quite a bit. You know, obviously from being a guy who is pretty good at those mid-range pull-up step-backs and just about nothing else off the dribble to a guy who's now quite a good step-back and pull-up three-point shooter. I, I wonder how much deeper he could he can get that range because that could be another way to, for him to... I think that if you're saying at Lamella's ceiling he has core and lower body strength uh, sufficient to allow him to be a high enough percentage three-point shooter for it to matter that you can do the same for Killian. Uh, LaMelo, I think, has shown more improvement in that respect. Um, I think it's he's more obviously improved his core strength just because I think his balance got a little bit better uh, in NBL. But he was also starting from a much lower point, I think. He was starting from a much lower point. Like he was starting from like like kind of an outlier low point. Like his core strength was really remarkable. Like he you talk about bad landing guys. Uh Lamelo is not one of the high flyers who lands dangerously on one leg. He it's honestly like kind of looked worse. He was so um imbalanced that he would land with 
his lower body and upper body going in opposite directions and it looked like his spine was going to explode uh it was very very scary um like truly looked like those compression like spine fractures that have that are like really not good um uh but he i think has improved then again like like you said killian has improved his range on his jumper which is you know i like I think Lamelo, we have more evidence that he has improved his core strength and balance. Killian, we have more evidence that he has specifically added range to his jumper. Right. Um, whereas I'm not sure that there's yeah. necessarily that much evidence that he. I mean, Lamelo's been shooting from deep for 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 quite a while now. Like, yeah, which is which not is, a, not a great not necessarily thing. a good thing. Like, you know, <laughs> no, it's it's a bad thing. It's had adverse effects to his development as, as as a prospect, but like, yeah, I mean, he's had that when Killian hasn't, but. Yeah, yeah, but I think that at his ceiling, Killian has range on that jumper for sure. Uh, I think that he's a he's a good catch shooter. I think maybe even some movement stuff um, at Killian's ceiling. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think that he's at his ceiling. It's just a really, really, really good player on both ends. Yeah, um, no doubt. Not not your primary scorer by any means, but he could be the primary handler in your offense. Right, and he's because not, he's not, he's yeah. just not the play finisher. Yeah. And because I think Lamelo can be that guy, that's that's why I have him ahead, just because of how valuable that is. But I, I, I mean, I certainly don't agree. I, I don't disagree that, that Killian could be this similarly valued from you know a straight impact standpoint. You know, PIPM. You know, I, I think he's going to be an, an incredible two way player at this theoretical ceiling. And like you said, that's why I have him number two with you know the pretty clear you know like i said i i thought about having killian in the tier with lamello but ultimately you know like i said i decided to oh keep wow alone. ben uh doc is out with yeah i know i saw that a second ago that's kind of surprising maybe yeah yeah i i mean i, 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 mean, I that is yeah i don't know we don't we don't, don't need know. to analyze yeah, that we, but it's, it's, it's big not, news big news yeah not our place but it's fun seeing our reaction to news on here. Uh, so yeah, sh- sh- should we move on to our both? Like, both of us have him third. Yeah. Yeah, you have a core of third, right? Yeah, I did have a core of third. Um, yeah. Which is uh, yeah, you I, can go ahead with it. I, I think like a core, uh, certain certainly an all defense ceiling. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, one of the better wing defenders in the league, I think. Uh, where I, I mean, I think that's pretty close like 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 that's closer to like his 75 honestly to me yeah it's, I mean, it's the, the ceiling outcome is is kind of like like i don't want to like there aren't really guys who are like lebron Kawhi stoppers but i think he gets close i don't think he's I, big enough i mean he, i don't know that he's big enough he's, i think he's, he's more enough. more of a like a two smaller three stopper but well i think he's like a two and a half ish but like i think he has yeah. some of that capability as a ceiling if he's just like this like one of the strongest wings in the league with like unbelievable lateral quickness i mean there's always going to be the, like the height and the wingspan are always going to be limiters there yeah i'm also curious what like what weight he plays at because he he's he, huge now he added a lot of muscle uh, that, for his freshman year and, that, Auburn, and, and that slowed had, down yeah i mean that had good and bad i think yeah he, he slowed down and lost some vertical explosion. But the strength was super noticeable on on both ends. Yeah, but he was he was already a very very strong player prior yeah, to that. Yeah, while I mean, being more explosive. Yeah, I mean, I like defensively. That's that's obvious. I think you know, I think he's going to be super impactful as a team defender. I mean, he was just so like he had his moments there in in Auburn. Though the Auburn scheme just didn't really allow him to to be as impactful as he was in high school, even if he had like his issues but he was so good in high school there i think there's no reason he can't be like an all-league team defender as well um yeah and then i mean offensively i think the ceiling is pretty high as well i mean 
a lot of it is going to hinge on the shot. I, I think he could get to a respectable level at, at his ceiling. I mean, I don't think the shot is broken enough. I mean, I, he's not going to be like volume off the dribble or anything or off movement. Um, I think he can definitely get to a point where he's respectable on spot ups. And that's probably enough because I, I a ceiling he's going to be like an elite slasher. The, the handling, the, the strength, the burst, the finishing, the foul drawing. Um, it, it's all going to be really, really overwhelming from like a secondary or tertiary offensive standpoint. And then that's not even to mention the passing, which is going to be probably one of the better, you know, wing passers in the league. That's like not initiator level, I think. So there's like, again, like no primary creation upside, like a really or primary play finishing, but he, I mean, he, he has a really enticing offensive ceiling as a complimentary guy to me. Yeah, I I honestly think that the ceiling is is less of a complimentary guy than you do. I think mm. I think that there's some some creator equity there. Uh, I really don't know what to do with his shot in terms of like realistic expectations because obviously with the ceiling board we're not doing things like you know James Wiseman becomes Steph Curry because or, or and becomes like a, <laughs> Isaac Okoro laterally like David those Robin. things are. Those things are not going to happen uh, if if yeah, we're, we're trying to talk about talk with some you know notion of realism here. Yeah, so maybe instead of like a hundredth percentile outcomes, these are like ninety fifth or something like that. But um, yeah, I don't know what level the shot is at for a Coro at a realistic ceiling. I think definitely can hit spot ups at a respectable enough level. Uh, I think maybe some off the dribble mid range equity, but I don't know his his yeah. I, I I don't think his shot necessarily translates well to shooting off the dribble and he doesn't yeah. necessarily have a willingness to do it um but i think that there is some creation equity with him for sure um his slashing is really really impressive and i think that it like a lot of guys get credit for the improvement that they've made in areas where it's difficult to improve i don't think Okoro is necessarily one of them because his handle from high school to freshman year at auburn got so much better like it was, it was really kind of disastrously bad um, at McEachern. I think, I think, I think the stuff I've seen from there is from a senior year. Um, yeah. And like this it was, year, it was not good. Yeah, it was like pretty good at Auburn. Like he has some really like impressive moments as a handler, um, and just the fact that I think that he really is a remarkable finisher with both hands, with his balance, his strength, um, and just the fact that he's such a free yeah. throw rate monster. <laughs> Like even if he's not super efficient at the line, like he's gonna like 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 he's gonna be like an eight nine free throw attempt kind of guy. Like he. Well, I don't know about I don't that. That's, that's like le- that, there are very few guys who can do I that. But I think but, I think he could certainly get there at the ceiling. Okay. Okay. At his at, yeah at yeah. his ceiling, I think he could be one of the more prolific yeah. free throw drawers. I think he absolutely could get there. I mean, he already yeah, has. I, think, I mean, he has some craft that'll develop, and you know, he's, he's so strong and bursty and, and you know explosive. I think he could definitely be there. I mean, because if you don't foul him, he's gonna finish. Exactly. Like it, he's like, very very difficult to slow down when he's going downhill. Like already, I mean. Yeah. And 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 we're talking about a guy who's on a pretty solid development arc. Uh, Nothing like really it's does. not like Killian level, but it's 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 noticeable from just just in one year. Like he's made like evident strides. Yeah, and I I do want to like emphasize again that I think he could cut down on some weight and get some of that explosion back, and and maybe just like you know explosiveness training in the NBA. Just maybe he can maintain most of that mass and and regain some some explosion like. You're talking about a guy who was a pretty special vertical leaper, like as a high school player. Um, really, just not just 
in how high he gets off the ground, but the quickness also just really elevates incredibly quickly. Um, so I think you're, t- you're talking about a guy in Okoro who could be a really one of the most unstoppable slashers in the league. And then, as Ben said, a really, really high-level wing passer. I might even be a little higher, honestly, on him as a passer because I think we've seen huge functionality growth over the last year with those handle improvements. Like He, he had all these reads down in the past, but he couldn't execute them because he couldn't gather the ball. He couldn't throw off a live dribble, but he can do those things now. And that's just over the span of a year. Um, so you're talking about some high-level passes from a guy that size. Uh, and I think that he can continue to improve on that just because of how smart he is. And I'm just generally a fan of betting on size and intelligence in basketball. I think that that's a winning combination. Yeah. And then size, when you add, intelligence, strength. I mean, yeah. Development yeah, definitely curve. strength. I mean, yeah. he has, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like, like in real life, the fact that like he's discussed as like a late lotto, like type prospect to some, by some is crazy to me. Like, and that like, especially like in, in the exercise of a ceiling board, he should certainly be considered at the top. Like even, like, even if I don't believe he, you know, has the creation equity you do, I think he like certainly deserves to be considered like at highly. Yeah. And then the defense, I, I'm, you know, confident in him being, at the very worst, I think probably like a fringe all defense type of guy. Honestly, like he's that good of a defensive player. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming into this year, I thought that he had like all time perimeter defender potential. I don't think that anymore. Uh, I think that his length limitations are kind of there. I think that he's not an all world genius to the like Vassell extent, uh, even though he's really, really smart. Um, but I, I think that the ceiling for him is, you know, in con- in the conversation for best perimeter defender in the league. I don't think that he'll ever be a DPOY caliber guy. That seems really unlikely to me. It's just so hard to get there as a wing, too. Yeah, like, you can't really get there, honestly. You have to like leader. you have to be prime Kawhi, and he's not he's not prime Kawhi. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you just I think you just need more physical capability than yeah. Okoro has. Yeah. And um, that's like not to slander Okoro's physical capability. Which is you're talking not, you're talking about a guy you're talking about a guy with like 85th or 90th percentile physical tools. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, sorry, you're not one hundred you're not like literally have the, the largest and strongest hands Ever. in the history of the sport. You're not like you're not Giannis and don't have the best yeah. mobility of any seven foot human being yeah. who's ever lived. You don't have like a plus 10 wingspan. Like, sorry, it's not good. Yeah. Which is, I mean, just shows how, like how difficult it is to win depoy or to be depoy level as like not a big, but again, like no, no real slander at a core. Like, like he's going to be as good as you can get like with those physical tools. Yeah. So basically at his ceiling, I think a you're talking about probably best perimeter defender in the league while having some real creator ability um i think that could be a really valuable player and maybe maybe there are some some portability issues i guess uh because his shooting will create some some problems and it'll be a little hard to get him into the perfect context yeah but you assume at a ceiling he's optimized yeah but but if you can do that i think you're talking about one of the highest ceilings in the class uh for for, for both of us third yeah um Let's, let's go to the next guy who i think is the last you know one in your tier one yeah. Um, last one in my like tier 2.1, I suppose, but like still too, middle of my. Yeah. So Edwards, the conception of Edwards at his peak, I think is best scorer in the class. I think he has the, the highest scoring upside in the class uh, as a guy who can self-create 
at all three levels, I think. Uh, you know, a guy who can definitely get himself space for jumpers uh, from three and two. Uh, and then a guy who, if he does, I think, at his ceiling, learn, learn to apply himself to some extent. Just such a powerful athlete that he's a guy who can get to the rim. He's a guy who can finish with both hands, who has extreme strength, extreme explosiveness. Um, so I think you're talking about a three-level scorer who can get himself looks pretty much whenever he wants. Uh, probably still a guy who's got decision-making issues, but has some high-level passing ability in him. Uh, probably a very, very high-level individual defender who has team lapses, but I, I think could have some some real like guard, maybe small wing stopper equity. Um, he is a long ways off from that, but I think that developing individual defense is something that's at least somewhat doable when you're talking about uh, a very, very young player who has ample physical tools, even if he is a horrific defensive player right now. Um, yeah. But, and his scoring also can come off the ball. I, I think that he has a ton of potential as an off-ball scorer. And that's something that, that's, that's pretty valuable to me that, that he can fit into a, a, like a litany of different roles um, and that he can, he can score in so many different settings. Uh, so I think you could be talking about a guy who's a really good scorer. I don't think that he's going to be the primary decision maker. I think he's going to be a guy you want working off the ball a little bit more than he is on the ball. But I mean, frankly, like if he's someone playing alongside Killian, for for example, like he's that's a guy who could yeah, be. That's quite that. I mean, they like, get their ceilings contrast perfectly. Yeah, like he could be the play finisher when you're playing through Killian, uh, and then if you absolutely need a bucket and like offense is totally bogged down and all you can get are like isolation looks boom you have and edwards he can self-create and i think he could be a really good transition player like all, all of these things and you're talking about probably at his peak again a guy who's more of a 1a maybe a, a 2 as opposed to to i mean sorry a 1b maybe a 2 as opposed to to like the 1a on a title team but um I, I think a guy who could be a pretty significant piece uh, if everything breaks right for him. Yeah, there were a couple considerations, like the, the mo- couple most important like cons- points of consideration for me thinking about his ceiling. I'm not too worried about the scoring, like you said. I think best score in the class. I, I agree with that. I'm not too worried about the shot. I mean, the the volume and like the the versatility is so ridiculous at the young age. I I mean, I don't have that much worry about it. Defense again, I feel pretty set on. I, I like. I agree with you. I think he's going to be very good on the ball. I, I I'm I question how how much impact he's going to have off the ball. But you know, on on the ball, I think it's very good. The questions are like, how much can like the mentality issues improve? Like, what is the ceiling there? Like, is it realistic to say like like how much can he realistically rein in the decision making? Because I think that's like the key for him to like get over the wrong initiator hump, like to get over the Zach Levine kind of hump and you know, emerge into that group of guys who like really, you know, probably aren't, aren't, aren't players who can carry, you know, a, a title winning offense, but who can be valuable secondary pieces. And I think he can get there. Um, and as this reflected by my ranking, um, that, and that, that and handle development, I think are the two things that I, I really want to see as determiners of his ceiling. Um, Cause like, I think like you have the, you have the, the mental is the more intangible thing. Whereas can you get him to go to the rim? Can, can you get him to, you know, start playing, you know, make, make passes consistently? Cause as you said, he, he has vision, you know, it, it, it's unspectacular, but it's functional for a guy with his level of potential scoring gravity. And then like, can you, 
can you improve the handle to the point where if he does rein in the decision making, start going to the rim, where he can actually do it as effectively as you know his his powerful athleticism allows, where he, he's not you know losing the ball with with no pressure or you know dribbling off his foot or like just getting ripped easily. Um, I mean, he, I, I think that's all possible, and I think at, at a ceiling, he's probably not like an elite dribbler or anything, but I think he's competent. Um, I think at a ceiling, he's probably just good enough. as the decision maker to get over the wrong initiator hump or maybe a little more than just good enough um which is which is like the key point to 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 get over because if he can't then i mean it's really hard to be super valuable when he's not adding off ball value um yeah i just want to see him be put in a situation where things are like simplified for him yeah where where it's just like you just you don't have to make complex decisions just make quick ones yeah reports that are like like they come out that are like oh like like the scouts being down because he has never won or ridiculous because he's played at Georgia and like a bad high school team like I mean yeah I, I don't know I have real approach concerns oh no um, I do absolutely as well but like I think I mean like, yeah I, the only le- like the only like strand of legitimacy to that is that he's kind of chosen those spots. Yeah, um, I suppose, but, but also he's just like he's chosen to stay close to home. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I, yeah, that's true. I mean, he he wanted it, to be home at Georgia. Yeah, it, like it, I I think it's kind of hard to. Hold and he wanted it, and he wanted like a place where he knew he was going to be the number one guy, even at the expense of winning. Which I mean, I guess you could say is like a legitimate. Some people might take us a concern, but I think that's totally reasonable. And you know, with the the end goal of boosting your draft stock as much as you can. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't know how malleable approach is. Uh, yeah. I think you have to believe it's somewhat malleable to really believe in Anthony Edwards. Um, I I think like ending up somewhere like Golden State would probably be really good for him if he could be in a situation where yeah I love things that are, where things are simplified for him where he he is constrained in what he's allowed to do early on. I think that could be highly beneficial. Like in a situation where he's going to be working off the ball and will receive the ball uh, at points on the floor and in situations where it is like pretty simple. It's like, you know, am I going to shoot a catch and shoot jumper? Am I going to attack this advantage? Like it's not, Ant gets the ball 35 feet from the hoop and does what he wants. Um, I think that that would be far more beneficial to developing the kind of player he needs to be, because I don't think it's like a, it's definitely not a, a pure primary but I, I don't know that any of, the, any of these guys really are that except for i mean the the top two maybe to an extent uh but even though I, I think that you know they'll need other guys around them um who who are really like significant uh contributors in their own right as sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball will soon be in full swing, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit BetOnline.ag to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back sports bonuses. Bet online, your on your online wagering experts. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 
is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Should we move on to, to your second tier and the second half of my second tier? Yeah, so my second tier is guys who I think do have some serious creator equity, but something that really distinguishes them as as below those top four guys. So some guys who I do think could be pretty significant pieces uh, of an offense, but but something that that differentiates them negatively. And it's a small tier. It's just two guys. Um, so we're still in your second tier, but it's like a two a two point five tier. Yeah, uh, effectively. Okay. Um. How should we go about doing this? Um. I'll say who my two guys are because mm. I think they're actually distinct from yeah. yours. And then your guys are the ones who are in my next tier. Interesting. Okay. Um, so uh, the two guys for me are Leandro Bomaro and Grant Riller. Interesting. Okay. So the, the two top guys of my third tier are Bomaro and Riller. Um, yeah. So, so I prioritized the like potential for creation. Um, and so in Bomaro, I – He's not in the first tier because I don't think at any ceiling outcome self creator. Yeah, I don't think he's a high level scorer. I think you're talking about if he is realizing a ceiling at which he can actually like play with the ball in his hands, he can threaten to score just enough to uh, create advantages and then create off of that. But he cannot. uh, You know, he's not some high volume self creator. Uh, yeah. so I mean, that that's really, the, that's the main reason that I had him like below the, the guys who you have in your second tier is I just like struggle to see a realistic, I mean, I mean, we see like, like, is he going to improve as a finisher? Is he going to improve as, as a pull-up shooter? Like those are the two main things. And I just don't know how good he can get at, at either of those. Um, I, I think you get to like a, a respectable level, like you said, like just good enough. Um, but again, I, like, like, I mean, that's just talking about the offense. I mean, defense is certainly all defense level. Um, but yeah, and then that's that's why I'm putting a premium. I'm putting a premium on on creation. Uh, that it seems like you're probably not to this quite the same extent. Like, obviously, we did with the first tier. Yeah, but it seems like like you got you are are staying away from the guys yeah. who are kind of less. I think out or... of the first tier, I put a little less emphasis, and I reserve that to the tier below the guys I feel less confident in as creators, but more confident in you know adding tons of value in other ways at their ceiling. Which which I think is a very legitimate argument and makes a lot of sense. However, I think that these guys can be good enough that they still contribute a very significant amount to winning. Yeah, and I Th- though again, get th- that as well. Like yeah, though there are limitations beyond the, the guys from the first tier. Um so yeah, with Bomaro, it's just that I, I think that he can probably score enough to be able to drive some offense, but he's never gonna be a big time self creator. Uh I think he'd be a very high level defensive player. Uh like you said, like an all defense guard. Um Riller I think he could be an incredible scorer. He could be the second best scorer from the class, honestly. Uh, however, d- 
decision-making concerns. I think even at his ceiling, you're probably looking at a negative on defense, even if it's only like slight. Uh, I still think it's negative, whereas all of these those guys in the first tier could be anywhere from huge positives to to like slight positives. Um, and I I I, I'm, I think a little lower on his jump shot. I I don't know that I buy him as like a huge efficiency, huge uh, volume off the dribble guy out to three. Um, I, I worry a little bit about him with range because of the trajectory of his jumper. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm not sure I buy it at the absolute highest level. Nonetheless, I think he could be yeah. a pretty high level scorer uh, and that's valuable and it'll take some concessions from a team building standpoint. Uh, but you're, I think you're talking about a guy that could be a really fairly special uh, self-creator. Yeah, I mean, I like, again, I have really like ninth in this exercise at the top of my third tier. I, I almost had him lower, just like he's kind of screams like wrong initiator to me. And that's the combination of the decision-making, like you said, uh, I just don't buy it. Um, he's he, like going to be a bad defender, I think. And he's already 23. Um, so, but like, so those maybe want to drop him like even like more than I did, but it, like, like I said, I, I just like, there's a point where like the scoring is so good. Uh, like, like I think the scoring at his ceiling is like, he's like, he, like he gets the best guard finisher in the league levels at, at, at his ceiling. Um, you know, probably maybe best guard slasher. Uh, and then the shooting, I think, I mean, I think the shooting could be pretty solid. I mean, certainly he's going to have a threat from mid range as a self creator, I think for sure. Out to three. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I think the volume is definitely, volume is definitely going to be there. I think, um, efficiency, I probably am a little higher on it than you are, but I mean, I see like the scoring, but again, I just worry so much about the other stuff where I think like, like, yes, I agree you have to make team building concessions to make that work at a ceiling, but is it going to be worth it? Like, is he going to be good enough to where you have to make team building? Like, to, to where I think, yes. To where I, I think, at, yeah, I and, think at his ceiling, you could be talking about a really, really, really good yeah. score. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that I think his defensive ceiling is probably maybe even a little higher than you do. Uh, just because I, I, I do think his defensive high points are pretty solid. Um, he can move laterally really well. He can use his strength to create leverage really well. He just doesn't do it very often. Uh, and and his his flashes of instincts off the ball uh, as a team defender are like really impressive. He has some some high level flashes. Uh, they're just infrequent. Um, yeah. I just yeah, I, I just think it's like a six foot three, twenty three year olds. I mean, I yeah. don't have faith in that becoming anything consistent. I mean, like I said, the flashes are real, but like the consistency, the consistent inconsistencies over his career like in a bad conference like so counterpoint though um someone like damian lillard who was a I, I, like was an old guard prospect from a small school uh who stayed a bad defender in the nba for several years has continually improved yeah because he kind of had these baseline competencies that Riller does of, of just like adequate intelligence and adequate physical tools. And that's not even to make a one-to-one comparison. I'm just saying that like Riller has shown more concrete reason for optimism that he is good at playing defense in a game of basketball than Anthony Edwards has. Like yeah, that's Anthony fair. Edwards is far younger. Um, and just more toolsy. I mean, is, is he that much more like he's slightly more toolsy? I think he's but, pretty considerably more toolsy. I mean, he's much bigger and stronger than Riller. I mean, at least on the ball. I yeah, think, I think it's like there's a considerable gap. And I mean, yeah, the, like the Dame point defensively. I think Dame was also like a year or two younger coming out. 
Like Dame was yeah. Dame was twenty two. I think just under twenty two. Riller's like solidly twenty three. Um, like so I, I, that's not insignificant. Uh, but I, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I don't doubt that Riller can get to a level where he's like neutral or like hovering around neutral. But again, I just like don't think he's gonna be like a good enough a, good enough a score. I mean, I'm sure you'd agree that I don't think he can get to Lulu level. I mean, if he did, oh, no. I, 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 if I believe that he'd be number one on my board, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm just saying that I think at his ceiling, Riller can be a non-disastrous defender sure. and a very yeah. good scorer, sure. uh, and that's something that's pretty valuable if you go about building around him with the understanding that that's who he is and that you probably need another guy who can handle the ball. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's enough on those two guys. Uh, let's move on to the the last three guys in my tier. Are they the very which, top? Which my next. Uh, are they the top three of your next tier? Yeah, so my tier three is... Poku, Vassell, Maxi, Cole, Onyeka, and RJ Hampton. And this tier is like secondary guys, like fundamentally complementary guys who have some mild, or maybe not even mild, some some self-creation ability, some solid self-creation ability, some mild playmaking ability for others. Uh, and I think could just be really, really valuable in the like context of playing off of a main guy. Yeah, so I have Maxi, Poku, and Vassell at the end of my second tier. Again, in that strand of like guys who don't have primary impact like Lamelo, but some secondary, some you know, impact in other value valuable ways. I think Maxi first for me. I mean, I've been pretty crazy high on Maxi, you know, throughout the entire process, and I'm really a believer in his ceiling. This, you know, I I, I do believe I believe quite a bit in the shot. Um, I mean, you assume it is ceiling that the low release is, is fixed to the point where it's no longer really an inhibitor or as much as it is now. You know, I, I think he's already shooting, you know, shows range, versatility, volume, free, free throw, like touch. He shows everything you want besides the, the, besides the efficiency. And I think with all of those indicators stacked, I think there's a chance where he can be a pretty high volume and pretty a high volume and pretty solid efficiency guy from three, which, you know, is the first point, you know, the first value add from a uh like a small guard and then just you know scoring at all levels i think he's going to be uh you know one of the you know, pretty close to the top of, of guard finishers with not only the floater touch but just the strength and the balance and the explosion um and and then defensively you know like the the tools are always going to limit him at to some extent but i think he certainly can get is going to be is positive at his ceiling you know with his with his strength lateral quickness the team defense is is much better than his stats showed. It, it, it you know it wasn't incredible at Kentucky, but you know it, it was good, and I think he's he's smart enough to where it improves. I think the the legitimate concern that I assumed you took into account that I that, that I could see for you know not having as high is the playmaking, which I think there's definitely a cap on how good that can get. I think it's certain the ceiling is certainly higher than it was at Kentucky, um, but but I think. It's certainly like below like on ball creator level. I I don't think he ever gets there, especially as a pick and roll passer, which is the, the big thing that's that's limiting him from being a primary to me. Yeah, I think his self creation is also not there as like an on ball creator necessarily. I have more. See, I think I have more belief in that. Um, and I, you know, I, the handle isn't spectacular. It's not. It's, it's not good. But I, I I mean I think there's enough. I mean I think he has enough tools there to where I mean. I mean, I don't know, like handle improvements hard to project, but I think he's like toolsy and has the mentality enough to. He, he like, yeah, he, I mean, he yeah. is aggressive and he has really good burst. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's I'm so talking. bursty. Like, 
and strong. I've gone pretty huge on his burst. And just the fact that, like, he has this impeccable yeah. balance. That he I has think he can, like, like because time. of that, I think he can get to the point where, like, he's handling enough to where it's not inhibiting him. I don't think he's ever going to be a great handler or, like, super deceptive or creative. I think that's, I think that's pretty clear. But I, I think... I think kind of the extent of his on-ball creation is playing in ball screen situations. I think he can score for himself at, at all three levels. Um, and then, like, in, in say, like, a switch scenario, I think he could just blow by some bigger players. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's a guy who's breaking down his own man, like, in isolation. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, I mean, that's why I didn't include him – have him higher – um, but again, I think I'm higher on his self creation skills. I think there could be some of that. I don't think it'll be consistent. Um, I mean, just he's so overwhelming physically on the ball that I think you know he's gonna be able to do that against some defenders, like not the better ones in the league or, or the bigger ones for sure, but against a lot of the guys he plays, especially considering you know he's he's not gonna be the primary guy in you know in an ideal world he's he's not the guy taking the primary defensive assignment. Um, I think there's definitely some room for him to exploit, you know, exploit exploit matchups with his just kind of weird outlier physical tools for his size. Um, yeah, I mean, I just have a, a ton of belief in him as a scorer. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, playmaking is that's legitimate. I mean, I don't think he ever gets to the point where he's a really advanced pick and roll passer. I think he's going to be perfectly fine attack like at a ceiling, perfectly fine playmaking off of closeouts, closeout attacks, and, and advantage situations. Uh, I think he has enough gravity to where he can be where he, where he can be fine there. Uh, but again, like never a real, a real advanced pick and roll creator, which is why he's lower than than, than, the, than the guys higher in this tier for me. Yeah, I um, I have him a little bit lower in this in this exercise than I do on my normal board. Like normally, I have Maxi fourth, uh, and that's because I have just a high degree of confidence in him. I I think that he is a really, really. I mean, I'm just I'm very confident in him being good. Uh, and I think that, like, I, I have, I think that the, the like, 50 to 75 uh, percentile outcome range for him is, is like, really solid. Um, and I think that, like, that that's what we'll see, um, you know, come to fruition. But uh, at the ceiling, I think you're talking probably about one of the better complementary scorers in the league. Uh, like, maybe the best. Uh, just a guy who can shoot like you said with versatility volume and i think high enough percentages uh a really potent closeout attacker just because of his ability to finish at the rim and finish in the intermediate area um and he's a guy that you're gonna have to close out hard on because i think that he will shoot perfectly fine from three um soon uh i'm not worried about shooting really at all yeah uh defensively i might be higher on him than you are uh i think at his absolute ceiling, he could be a fringe all D guy. Uh, he's I, more of an individual defender, but I think he's a really, really good one. Um, yeah, I, think, I think his team defense is rock solid. Like it's, it's not um, incredible. It's, he's not a big time playmaker, but I, I don't think he makes a lot of mistakes. I think that he's really, really re- reliable. And for a guard, you, I mean, it's not more important, but for a, at least a guard, his size I feel like that's that's all you really need is a guy who's not going to make any mistakes. He's he like adds a, a, some value and he's not making any mistakes. Like there's no there's no negative from him there. And I think that he there's a chance definitely that he's um 
a really pretty high level on ball guy with some positional versatility. I think like he showed that more in high school. I uh, didn't really get the opportunity to, to do that, but with his strength uh, and physicality, I think that there is some, some potential for him to have positional versatility. Uh, but yeah, I think really, really good complimentary player at his ceiling. Um, pretty high level complimentary scorer uh, who actually will like, if he hits his ceiling, he'll probably be overrated. Uh, because he, he like he's going to be a guard who's kind of fundamentally a complimentary player. Yeah, and uh, he'll get built, and he'll get primary money and primary yeah, status. Like. Exactly, because he'll be scoring like twenty two a game pretty efficiently or something like that. And it's like, yeah, a fair amount of this is 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 not self created. Like the, these are closeout attacks and and uh, and spot up transition but, and stuff. Yeah, and transition scoring. Like, like he's really good, which but, is all valuable, but like. There's a ceiling yeah. on how valuable that is. Yeah, there's a ceiling on how valuable that is, and that's why he's he is a bit lower right. for me. He was right. ninth overall for me, third in this tier. Should, should we go? Talk, should we talk about Devin Vassell? Uh, sure. Yeah, he was eighth for me in this tier. Yeah, I have him seventh. Um, so second last in my second tier. Yeah, so he was he was eighth for me overall, second in this in this third yeah, tier. I think we're pretty close. I think we're probably pretty close in our in our valuation of his ceiling, um, defensively. Um, you know, God tier team defender, all defense level. Um, I don't. Yeah, think, I, I think best perimeter defender in the league. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, on the ball, I think he's always like like he's never going to be like as good as a Coro, but I think you can you can see him adding some strength. Um, you know, at his ceiling, you know, becoming becoming better there. You know, improving the technique. On ball defense is a pretty malleable, I think, um, je- je- compared to other skills. So I think he, he can be good enough there with his size. And then just you know, I think he's certainly. Got like a bet, like a clear best team defender in the league kind of ceiling. Um, you know, he, he's that special. You know, we've talked at length about his team defense in detail, so we don't need to go into that right now. But the the, the point is, the ceiling is there's not many guys higher. And then offensively, like as we talked about before, there's some real self creation equity there. Um, like if the, the, the long twos as an indicator, the, the pull up jumper becomes like keeps continues to develop. If he adds range, I think there could be some real shot creation, difficult shot making equity there. Um, where I, as that's kind of like, I think that's like the real extent to his offensive ceiling. Where as I mean, I think the the burst is is always kind of going to be lacking. If if he adds strength, he could definitely become more of a slasher and more of a foul drawer. But I don't think he's ever going to be incredible there. And then I think the the shooting. And the shot creation would open up his passing, which I think is probably a little underrated, but n- nothing like a coral level. I mean, I think like the the combination of shot creation, which is the, the, the shot creation plus like all league defense, is is what puts him in is what keeps him in the second tier um, for me. Even if like the offensive ceiling, I think is below is critically below the other guys here. Um, but I mean, the, the defense is is probably you know. I, I, I mean, I think it's him in a Coro, uh, you know, one A, one B as you know, highest in the class. Yeah, I just at his ceiling, I just think he's he's the the second guy on a on a title team. Like, yeah. I, I think he can be that. I think he, I I, I kind of go back and forth as to like, could he be the perimeter creator? Say, if I mean, if he were alongside a, a like Giannis type, like, could he be the off dribble, off the dribble creator? Yeah, I mean, the Middleton comparison is like, yeah, you know, it's there. I, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, like outlier development happens. And I think he's certainly a candidate to hit that. I mean, like with what he's shown in the second year, I mean, I don't know if I'd go, I mean, I, I think at, at a ceiling, that's, that's, that's kind of possible. I don't know if he's ever going to have a season as crazy as Middleton did efficiency wise. Yeah, like, he, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, nobody thought Middleton would to be fair, but I mean, I, I don't think it's something we can realistically expect or tab on him to, to have, 
but I mean, certainly like a, a rung below and that, and that's valuable on a team with like a Giannis or even like a LeBron. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to get into, into specific guys, but if you're talking about like difficult shot making, which is a really, really difficult skill to have and to be able to do that at a high level it's in the super NBA valuable. is incredibly difficult. Vassell is actually a guy who has a chance to do that. He's the, like, at, I mean, he's he's the only guy in this class really, like at the wing area. I think. Uh, well, and depending on how you classify Ant, yeah, I, um, yeah, I mean, I guess like true wing. I mean, yeah. So Vassell actually has the capability to do that. It's not just like invented; it's what he did this year at FSU. Um, I I think he really does have at his ceiling pretty impressive, difficult shot making, and to go with that, I am pretty high on him as a passer i think that some of the reads that he flashed were really were, good like yeah were, were impressive um some of the vision that he showed was really impressive for a guy who can make shots that difficult um so i think at his ceiling he you know he is not the primary driver of offense he just doesn't create advantages like that um and he's not going to be that level of of manipulator decision maker but but um i do think that he can be a guy who can make really 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 hard shots out of high level um and then can capitalize on that with some passing i mean with some passing and while being the best perimeter defender in the league that's um, that, i mean that's just a ridiculous combination and like one that's second or second or third third if not second best player on a title team i think absolutely i mean he's he's the he's an ideal like complement to you know a, a a a mega primary engine type i think yeah yeah he really is um so i i'm i'm very high on on Vassell. Um, all right should we talk about yeah. Poku? Um, yeah, so Poku's at the top of this tier for me, number seven overall. I have him six towards the bottom of the next tier, so again, very close. Yeah, so I'm guessing we have a pretty similar conception of him then, but uh, three in rim protection, uh, I think you're you're looking at versatility and volume on that three-point yeah. shot at his ceiling with some, with solid efficiency. I don't think that he'll ever be an elite efficiency guy, but not he definitely needs to be. Really, I mean, no, you're talking about solid, solid efficiency, elite volume, volume utility for his versatility. Size. Yeah, you're. I, I think gunner off movement, which will be really valuable, and then a guy who could handle in transition, maybe run like some second side pick and roll, can definitely attack closeouts and make decisions off of that. Uh, and then defensively, just one of the best playmakers in the league. Um, I, I think at his ceiling, I think he's always going to have issues technically as an individual guy. I think yeah. that his his movement capability. I, I think don't it's think I think it's hard to project like like I don't know how much strength improvement you can really project. Um, I mean, if you want to say his ceiling is like someone like legitimately strong, I mean that that changes it. But it's like I think this is hard to like it's it's hard to like say to how to what degree he can improve, especially with like the stuff about his you know work ethic that people say that you know may or may not be true, but. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that there's always there are always going to be technical issues with him, primarily on the individual defense level. I, I think that his, his movement capability will never be maximized. Um, I think he's always probably going to have engagement issues like that. Um, he's always going to be ambitious, uh, and that's often very good for him, but it, it is problematic at times too. Um I think that some people are going to be surprised that he wasn't like one or two on this list. I was uh, going to say that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I don't buy 
like real primary ability for him at all. I just uh, yeah, I just don't think there's any on like any real on ball upside with him for a couple. In of, the half, yeah, yeah, in yeah, in, in, in the half court, sure. In, in transition, I think he's like has best transition player in the class. You know, equity. I mean, he's he's that good. I think, but yeah, I mean, on the ball, I, I don't think he's ever going to be like a capable and capable enough handler. Uh, you know, to strong enough, bursty enough to. I don't think it'll reach that level as a pull-up shooter, even. I think he could get their volume. I think the volume could be there, certainly. I mean, I'm probably a little higher on the pull-up shooting than you are. I think, I think it could be enough to survive in some, you know, in some instances as as an on-ball guy. But I just, I just don't think that's his ceiling, and I don't think that's like his ideal ceiling anyway. I mean, I think he could be a really special off-ball offensive, like secondary off-ball offensive player. Like I like the passing, like again, like like the off-ball passing is is unbelievable at this size. I think, like, like you said, some second side pick and rolls, close out attacking, advantage situations, all of that is special at this size, and that's super valuable. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think it's it's like less of an all defense ceiling, more of just like a very good defender ceiling, um, which you know at at you know being being a big you know not he's not going to be a five, but being as big as he is functionally. Um, you know, it matters if he's not going to be the level of like the top guys in the league defensively. Um, well, I, I don't think I think that people are always like if he if he ends up being really good, I think people are always going to be clamoring for him at the five, and it's going to be a disaster always. Like yeah. no matter what, I think it's never going to work. Yeah, I mean, he has to. I mean, he he'd have to add a lot of strength and improve a lot technically, which I mean, I I suppose is possible, but just it's just but it's just not like a maximization of what he does in like. No, yeah, I mean, it, he's it, always going to be a like. I think he's he's always going to be a better like weak side playmaker than he is a primary defender. Yeah, without like, a doubt. I mean, again, like not a slight at him. Like he's a dang, he's a damn special weak side playmaker at his size. I mean, and and and, and age. Like, I mean, I think being like the youngest player in the class is important here too. Like, yeah, oh, for sure is. Yeah, I just, I just, I think he has a very high ceiling, but I think his ceiling comes in a way that is not primary initiator no. the most valuable thing so it's i think it's a little yeah, bit and lower that's why, than like i included him in the same tier with all of the non-top lamello guys because i think yeah like i could see a case for like poku at two or three i wouldn't buy it myself but i could get it like i understand why you think that i don't see a case at one really above lamello but I mean, yeah I, I just i i buy more like creator equity for those top guys so i yeah. don't i don't see a case for him at all but but I mean I have him as the the best among among the rest. I definitely see him as a having a case above the flawed creators that I had oh, in yeah. my second tier for sure. For sure. Uh, all right. So those are all my second tier guys. Um, my third tier includes the first two being Bolmaro and Riller, who we talked about, and then I have RJ Cole Onyeka and Pat Will as as the other four guys in that tier. Yeah. So I have the the back half of my third tier. Uh, that we're still in is Cole Onyeka and Hampton. So yeah. uh, pretty pretty damn similar. Um, let's go through the rest of my tier and then cut part one. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so you had RJ first among these guys. I and did. I had, and I had Cole. I, um, I think this was more about concerns about Cole. I mean, I could like, I, I mean, it's the same tier. I could see a case for either of those. I, I like RJ head a little bit. I just think like we talked about before, his burst is like best in the class level. I think at his ceiling, he adds enough strength to where the verticality and the vertical explosion is really legit. 
And I think he can become a pretty, pretty good guard finisher um, with, you know, with that added strength and then verticality that he already shows, you know, in, in less confined spaces, um, but struggles with the half court. I, I think he can become a really advanced slasher. His handle is already pretty solid. You know, I think that can continue to improve. And like the decision-making arc that he's been on is really is, is promising. So I think you know, he can get to a point where he's like effective on ball as like a secondary tertiary creator type. The, the shot is, is definitely the, the big determiner of his ceiling, I think. Um, just how good can the shot? I mean, I, I think spot. I think he's going to be a fine spot up shooter. How good can the pull up get? Is is really the question. Um, if it can't get good enough, I think it's probably like limited to like off ball attacker or wrong initiator type, which then he's lower than this. I think he can. I think there's reason to believe he can get to like just good enough as a pull up shooter to to make the rest because because I think like the rest of his his slashing and on ball attacking package can be really 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 good. Um, and then defensively, I mean, I think like neutral-ish probably. Um, if he adds strength, I mean, I, I think I, I think if he adds strength, he can get there. The the off-ball stuff is rough. His his movement capability can, is good. Yeah, I think like I mean, I think he's he, weak, right? Like he's weak, but I think if he adds strength, he has enough lateral ability to, to you know to be good and to be fine on ball, and he has size at the guard spot. And also, if you're if you're talking about like maybe as him. Uh, like chasing guys off screens off ball um he, the his strides and ground coverage yeah, i think do could that. be really I, valuable yeah um but I, I think that that's something that like you know people people don't really appreciate that like you know it's it's not necessarily like it's not necessarily that easy to lock and trail a guy like if you can't actually cover ground as fast as him but rj most certainly can like he he really can cover ground he has incredible stride Absolutely. length like yeah he so yeah i think that he is well tooled to be a good individual defender he is just as like a, as currently uh constructed as a basketball player not good at defense uh oh. in any regard he's terrible no doubt no doubt um yeah i i like rj a lot in general uh which maybe it's a surprise that i have him a bit lower um i i, I think he has real like jalen brown role equity uh that he can be Mm-hmm. A, a high-level complimentary guy who uh, gets overrated by <laughs> <laughs> no but but a uh, dominant transition player with some like transition self-creation uh sort of ability really really good uh on spot ups and then attacking off that the fact that you're just you're not saying in front of rj hampton attacking a closeout if you have to actually close out on him you're like no one is no one is staying in front of him he's he's that explosive uh, and then I think that, yeah, for, for that role, I think you, he could be a plus passer for sure. Um, his decision-making growth is impressive. His function. I mean, if you're comparing him to someone like Jalen Brown, where he's at function out functionally as, as a passer is, uh, farther than Brown is in his fourth year in the NBA. Like RJ is not some, some brilliant passer, but, but he's throwing, you know, live dribble skip wraparound. I mean, he naps yeah, like, across the baseline. Like he like, and it's so much better than it was in, in yeah, UIBL. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a, tr- his decision-making overall in UIBL to me was atrocious. Like it, it was, it was not good. It, yeah. was, it was terrible to me. I mean, and just like the level to which I, I think it wasn't very, it wasn't really good towards the beginning of the MBL season either. Like uh, again, small sample there, but like it, it, it was really legitimately solid like for, for his role projection here. Um, and again, like in the development curve, it, you know, he doesn't need to be like a primary level passer uh, with his other tools. Like, yeah. Sh- yeah. No, I, I'm maybe a little lower on his self-creation ability. 
Uh, I think there, there's there's some there. Um, I, I think that he's always kind of looked very rehearsed, like um, like he like he's done some static training and and like he his attempts to score on people are are very. Um, it's kind of like rhythmic. Yeah, well, it's it's just not um, it's not feel based at all. It's just like all right, I've practiced this exact sequence, but but um. You know, I mean, being as bursty as he is, like guy, like to some extent, not to some extent, like uh, there will be a fair amount of instances where guys just cannot stay in front of him. Uh, he's really, really explosive. Um, so I think that some some self creation equity, but yeah, I, I think he's a guy who at, at his ceiling could definitely fit into a Jalen Brown style role, and that can be a very valuable player. Uh, you know, not 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 the most valuable. Uh, that's why I've got him last in this tier, but but pretty valuable. Uh, so I, I, I like RJ ceiling a yeah. good amount. You just have to know what you're getting yourself into. Like, don't draft RJ to be a primary. It will yeah. go very poorly. All right. Should we talk about Cole? Yeah, let's do Cole. Yeah. Um, so I the reason I had Cole above RJ was more belief in him as a self-creator. Uh, I think that just, like, having the pull-up there, that being money, I, I think that that's sort of locked in as something that he can get. Like, he will be able to get himself pull-up jumpers because he has the range – he has just yeah. the willingness to and shoot them. And then his ceiling, I think the volume and efficiency are both going to be really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I buy his efficiency as a pull-up shooter, not even at ceiling. I mean, numbers. it was like, good. I, like, it, it was good in college. Like, it, like yeah, it's always I, been I just, good. Like, I think that's just going to be there. Yeah, I like, think that that, like... That's not a theoretical. Like, that's already a thing for him. Like, at low-level outcomes, I think that's there. Um, Cole is so much better defensively. And he has a lot less to work with physically than RJ does. Uh, and he has issues as as a defender for sure he make he loses guys off the ball he has lapses uh his on-ball defense well i think he's capable of moving he definitely needs worth work on his on his screen navigation but i think he's like a middling defensive prospect i think he'll be fine whereas rj definitely has potential to be terrible i like Um, him more than rj i mean i just think there's more off-ball instinct there just generally i mean yeah oh for sure yeah no no cole cole's like yeah, he makes some defense. legitimately very good plays, even if like he the unreal plays. Yeah, I mean, like even if like the technical stuff and like the like, like the more minu- the minutia, which which is important, don't get me wrong, like is is raw and underdeveloped. Like the like some of the flash like rotations are ridiculous. Like, yeah, I think there's no chance that he's gonna be a tray level like league worst defender. Oh, no. I, I think mean, there's no yeah, chance. I mean, he's just like so much more tools. I mean, he's like above level of physical tools to to, I mean, to be that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, ju- I mean, it's just like any a willingness to make plays off the ball. Yeah, like I mean, that he's, just bring, it just brings your floor up. He's strong. I mean, he's fine enough laterally. I mean, yeah. And then to the like playmaking point with Cole, um, Cole high school passing was much much better than RJ in the NBL. Like it it, it was. So you know, I don't think that that's a skill that goes away. Uh, I think Cole has a lot of issues with balancing scoring and playmaking, but I think that like the capability to do those things is definitely there in a way that it's probably not with RJ. Um, but at, at the end of the day, it's just, I think that they're both guys who are not going to be your primary. I think uh, they can both fit into that pretty well. Um, RJ 
I think he will be a lot better as a finisher. I think that he'll be able to get to the rim a lot more. But Cole with the more self creation ability, yeah, yeah, and and just yeah. the fact that the sh- only shooting combined their self creation package, oh, like that would be like perfect. Because I mean, my worry with my worry with Cole is I just have very little faith in the stuff that's not pull up shooting. Like I mean, I know there's stuff with the injury, but like I just don't have enough concrete information on that to to say but like i mean and there was the spacing stuff but i i I do like i think there's legitimate reason to worry about the finishing and you know that some of the intermediate stuff there whereas i I have a lot less of that worry with rj he might not be able to step inside i I don't think he that's a lot of what i'm worried about like i mean i think like after you know going back and watching some i think like i i I think a lot of the, the physical dominance inside the arc was just him being older and stronger and better than like like a, like a, like being older than these guys, like yeah, I, I mean, we we've we've talked about we've this, done in depth this before. I just um, like I, I said, I I do worry a lot about Cole when it's not pull up shooting, which I mean, like pull up like the pull up three. I mean, if Cole is like a like a top level pull up shooter from three in the league, that's ridiculously valuable. But you, you need like you can't be. I mean, Cole's not like, like Cole's obviously not Devonte Graham like physically, but like you can't be like an elite pull-up shooter and have nothing else offensively. And, you know. Yeah. But I mean, Cole, Cole's going to be a lot better defensively than oh, that. The, the, uh, oh, for sure. And like, I, I wasn't comparing them as players. I was just like making the point of you need more than like, well, yeah, but I mean, if you're, if you're Devonte Graham with like less disastrous defense, you could be a pretty good player. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. But like, again, like I don't think that's him. And, and he's, I don't think he's Devonte bad at, at the rim. No, um, and not. I think, I think Cole, like beyond the blanket, Oh, NBA spacing will help a uh, player who was bad. I think Cole like has stylistic elements that actually will be enabled by the NBA. Like the way that he likes to maneuver around the paint with like lots of lateral movement with, with like hop steps and, and stuff like that. Like, and, and I think that that actually like will be enabled by the paint yeah, clearing sure. up I mean, um, in, in, in I like concrete ways. Um, but I just I, I still question how good he's gonna be as a finisher even with. Yeah, I think he'll be bad, but but I just think that like I don't think he's gonna be Devonte. Oh, uh, no, and again, I, I don't I think he's like markedly better in like all of the areas that Devonte is bad. At. I was just using that simply as a point to talk about elite pull up shooting, but I like like again I mean, yeah. I I don't want this to sound like I'm comparing him to Devonte because because I'm certainly not. Like, yeah, but I mean at the end of the day, I think with Cole, uh, he had his ceiling. Is is a guy who has self creation ability, ha- has really I think can be a strong off ball player on both ends, uh, irons out technical issues defending at the point of attack and can become fine there. He's not going to have positional versatility as a defender at all. Um, I think he's going to require some concessions in team building, but. Like at the end of the day, if he if he's one of the better pull up shooters in the league, which I, I think is possible, I mean, he is a guy with the track record of like an all time shooter, uh, and was still good in a nightmare season at UNC as a pull up shooter. Yeah. Um. I, it's just a, it's, that's valuable. That's really valuable. Um. So I think at his ceiling, Cole has that sort of. He's the the second guy offensively for you as a creator. He's your secondary creator. Uh like will will require kind of unique team building to to an extent but but can self-create uh and be fine on defense and i think that's pretty valuable yeah so let's move on to talking about the last guy of this of part one we'll, we'll have part two on thursday uh let's talk about onyeka kongwu who i had at the bottom of no i actually no i i have patrick williams in, in, in this tier, but we'll talk about pat will um next time um onyeka 
um, at a ceiling, really high level pick. Oh, what, what, what? So oh. you have what number? Uh, 12. For you? 12. 12. He is 11 for me between Cole and Hampton. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really high level pick and roll defender, obviously can, can do all of the big, can, can do all the big three effectively. I mean, won't be like an elite switch to like a band level switch defender, but very, very good for a big man. Going to be monster hedging, dropping all of that. Um, I think that's, that, that's there. Um, help side rim protection is going to be awesome with his timing. You know, uh, there's a limit to how good I think it can be as a primary big defender just because of his size. Um, and that's where the limiter comes. Uh, and then offensively, I mean, just it's, it's, he's not going to be like one of those special offensive bigs. I mean, I think it is ceiling. He could be a really, 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 really good face up score. Um, Someone who, you know, when he's allowed to post up and, and score in the score in faceups, he can be really, really efficient with his touch and his explosion. Um, and I think um, the the short roll passing in his ceiling is also pretty solid. Nothing like incredibly special. I don't think the processing will ever be incredible, but you know, can make reads of the corner, you know, lay downs pretty consistently. Um, and then I I don't have like that much confidence in the the shot being that great. I think he could be like a spot up guy because like he has you know the, he, he's pretty comfortable from mid range and the, the touch is nice. But I mean I don't think he's ever like really has any like significant volume from three as a spot up shooter. Just like it's really hard to bring like that much vol like that much value as like a non special big. We, we've talked about this a ton and you know why Max and I are both lower on Onyeka in general. I mean like his ceiling is like a wait are we? I don't think we are. I think we are higher actually yeah. <laughs> on Onyeka. But I don't know. Um... I think a lot of people are. Like have him in like that top four tier. I think a lot, like quite a few people on draft Twitter, uh, like among, among draft Twitter. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I'm saying in terms of, in terms of draft. Twitter. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I mean, you. like consensus. Yeah, because because oh, I guess he's actually he's fifth on the ESPN yeah. board. Yeah, no, he's right now. No, I, yeah. We're like, I mean, I wouldn't say we're like crazy low on Yeka, but we're not like. I mean, I, I've lower. Sixth on my, on I have him. I think board. like seven. It's been a minute since I've updated my my general board, but I've got him in like that six, seven, eight kind of range. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I think we're both in agreement that he's like going to be a very good NBA player. Um, yeah, he was. Wasn't he yeah. one on both of our median outcome boards? Um, I think so. I think he was. I think he was one, and I think we might have both had Killian too. Um, yeah, I can go look, but like, yeah, I, I mean, he. I think he's going to be a great NBA player at his like. I, I think at a ceiling. Well, he, I don't know about great. But... At, at his ceiling, I think he could be pretty great. I mean, like not like all NBA level. I don't think certainly. But I mean, I think he has a pretty enticing ceiling as like a two-way big, just like without like any of the special offensive capabilities, probably sub all defense, uh, which is really going to hold it back. I think. Yeah, ceiling one of the better pick and roll players in the league on both ends. Yeah, the play finishing. I mean, I didn't talk about the, the play finishing as a role man. Like, yeah, but um, I think that his really special physical capability is his vertical leaping, um, not in. The, the max vert i think like he, he can get up just but quick off the uh, ground yeah speed off the ground and also the way in which he can jump uh that he doesn't need any like setup he doesn't need any space he doesn't even need to be like, like he doesn't need any like optimal footwork or anything like that like he can jump with his legs crisscrossed and you know doing a 180 in order to situate himself properly and like doesn't lose any speed getting off the ground doesn't lose any vertical he just like he he can jump in any situation um and with no notice and no load uh so i think yeah yeah so i think one of the better pick and roll players in the league on both ends i think he can he'll handle any coverage you want him to uh at his ceiling for sure probably 
more of like a late switch guy than a designed we're going to be switching definitely not one to five well, he, at least he's not bam like no he's not he's just not it's it's there it's are just, elements not a slate on Onyeka. like bam is just that special like i mean bam was just the best player in a conference finals yeah like i mean that's a really high par yeah so um he's he's not gonna be bam i think there are elements of that stylistic comparison that makes sense uh but that's why comparisons are bad. Like there are stylistic elements that make sense. The degree is not there. No. Um, as a scorer, I don't want to overrate his face up ability. I think he'll have some at his ceiling for sure. But I think that we're often maybe a little too generous projecting something that not that many guys really do. Like there are not that many face up scoring big men out there. Uh, so I, I think he'll be able to do some of that, but but definitely not a ton. Uh, so I think you're just you're just talking about a guy who's kind of inherently uh, complimentary doing things that are valuable, but not that valuable. And then the, the super valuable things that he's doing, like as a, as a weak side or a primary rim protector, I think he'll be very good at, but not in that elite tier. So I think bam, I mean, <laughs> Onyeka, Onyeka at his ceiling is a really, really good player who yeah. is a, a very nice ceiling raiser and helps a lot with, just like I mean, he's I mean, yeah, kind of an ideal big man. You want on like a good team with other stars. Like he, yeah, he, he. If you're not already a great team, he's a guy who'll be hard to justify paying because uh, yeah. you're good. You're gonna have to pay him a lot, and you're gonna need two other offensive guys in place. Yeah. Um. I mean, unless he hits like a really shocking outcome as like. A- no, you're gonna you're gonna need two. You're gonna need two creators in in place, and I mean, those are you're probably talking about max guys there. So if if. Onyeka is at his ceiling is is someone who's as so productive as to require a max. You're going to need those guys put in place first. Um, but but nonetheless, elite play finisher on offense. I think at the very least at his ceiling, he shoots from the corners, uh, probably like a little bit of wide open above the break stuff. Um, so one one of the better purely complimentary big men you can find, but at the end of the day, purely comp- complimentary. Um, which is valuable, but uh, I think not quite that valuable. And I think with Onyeka, the cell is more ceiling raiser. If you if you've got stuff in place, uh, really just not going to constrict you at all from a team building standpoint. In fact, will will actually enhance your your ability to yeah. sort of build a competitive you team. Can, you know, manage the money. But yeah, yeah. If you if you have if you have the creators in place and need a big long-term Onyeka Kongo is a very compelling bet because he's going to be good. He is going to add value a lot of without requiring possessions. Like, um, and he's going to be able to play in high leverage minutes. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be scheme versatile. He's going to be opponent versatile. Uh, he's, he's great. He's a huge team building piece provided you have everything else in place first. Yeah. All right, so I think we're gonna that, that's gonna be it for part one of our ceiling board. Next time we'll we'll go over the guys in our lower tiers and probably not as much depth as, as these guys, um, but still considerable depth, you know, knowing us. Um, so yeah, that, that that'll be it. You can make sure to follow the pod on Twitter at prep number two pro pod. You know, combine start. It's like finally becoming draft season almost. The, the NBA is stopping. We have a set date for the draft, so more relevant content than ever from us. Uh, again, as, as we always say, thank you all for, for sticking with us through the many months of, of pretty of nothingness in terms of draft that, and we're going to keep putting out content, um, good content 
we hope so you can follow follow the pod again follow me at ben underscore pfeiffer underscore follow max at max a carlin and with that uh we will see you all on thursday